Welcome to Doing CX Right, a podcast where we discuss how to differentiate brands by doing customer experience right. I'm your host, Stacey Sherman, an author, award-winning keynote speaker, and mentor passionate to help you humanize business and improve experiences to achieve real results. Today, I'm excited to bring you Zach Pecan, who's the co-owner of Crew Fair and customer experience leader for his company that is redefining the travel industry. In this interview, Zach shares with us his inspiration for launching the company with his co-founders and the problem they were looking to solve. He also talks about how they uncovered the customer need and gap in the marketplace and how they knew it was a viable business that you can do too. I love the lessons learned along his journey and the valuable advice to other startups looking to disrupt their industries with customer experience at the forefront. I encourage you to take notes because there's a ton of gems shared. And please tell others about this episode who can benefit leave me a review, and subscribe to Doing CX Right for updates. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, Zach Pecan. Welcome to the Doing CX Right show. Hey, Stacey. Thanks so much for having me. I am honored to have you here because I've seen you in action over the years. And I believe a lot of people can learn from you in starting a business, growing a business, disrupting business. So thank you for saying yes. (laughs) It's great to be here. I appreciate it. And I've known you as a family friend for a long time. So those listeners can know that this is no stranger to me. And um, it's a gift to have you. So please tell my audience, who are you? What do you do for a living? Yeah, absolutely. Um, My name is Zach Pecan. As said, um, and I'm an entrepreneur. I've started, attempted to start many businesses before, but uh, currently uh, have a company called Crew Fair, which is a travel technology company. And what we do is we focus on bringing people to experiences. You know, where most travel companies uh, will bring people to destinations, you know, we focus on the experience standpoint. And what that means is music festivals, conferences, large events. Um, To date, there hasn't been an easy way for consumers to book and really have an on-brand experience. So we've created white label solutions to help solve that. I love how you said it hasn't been easy because the level of effort and easiness or difficulty is what makes or breaks a brand. So I love that you're lasering in on that to improve experiences. And we're going to get dig deep into that. Before I do, why? Why your passion around experiences and creating business around that? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. I think it comes, if we go back a few years, just from where I started in business. Um, I worked for a major hospitality group in Miami, Florida called Groot Hospitality. And it was a leader in nightlife and restaurants. Um, And I think that's really where my passion for entertainment and hospitality grew. Um, you know, I worked around some of the most inspiring leaders in the business. And from there, you know, I met... Well, actually, I met my partner in college, both my partners in college. But we developed this idea and decided to go for it. And we saw a gap in the market, uh, really for group travel. 
not just uh, with music festivals and, and these large events, but we figured that in order to create a company and scale it quickly, we needed to create that legitimacy. So that's why we started partnering with these large events, like these incredible music festivals like Rolling Loud and Ultra, because we needed to create that legitimacy from the start. Mm. What is one fun fact that people might not know about you? Wow. Um, a fun fact that people might not know about me. That's a tough one. But it's not really business related. <laughs> it doesn't need just, to be. I was just talking to someone about this yesterday, actually. So I'm, I'm a huge foodie. Um, I, love, I love trying new restaurants. I love cooking. I've actually never had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, I don't know if my mom or dad is the fault for that, but I've never had one. Oh my God, that is a very fun fact. And next time I see yep. you, I'm going to bring you the best, best ingredients. <laughs> I'm not sure I'll eat it. I've gone this long. <laughs> I might try and hold out, but... <laughs> oh, that's so much fun. I love that. That's yep. perfect. Yep. So let's get into t the topic at hand of reinventing the travel industry. And you found the gap. I love that you're doing this business with people that you're really connected to from college. What did you identify in terms of the problem that you knew needed to be addressed? How did you go about figuring that out? Sure. So the core problem that you know, we're trying to solve here is group travel. Um, so my business partner started you know, an extremely successful uh, spring break company in college called SDFU and Party. Um, where he would take you know large groups of students to Bimini Bahamas, and I guess his problems really started there. Um, and just through working with him and, and understanding his business model, you know, we we all came to the conclusion that group travel as a whole is very different, difficult. If you want to go with a friend or a girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is, right, and you want to travel, it's quite easy to book a, a flight, a hotel, a car for two people. But when it yeah. gets but when you're trying to book for 20 people, 30 people, or an event that has 50,000 people, that's where it gets really difficult, right? How mm. do you keep that same experience when you're booking two people to 50,000 people? And that's what we set out to really try and fix. Mm. Yeah. How did you then, you had the concept, and how do you know before you invest so much money and time and resources into this product or service. What did you do? Do you talk to prospects? Do you talk? What's your what was your method? Sure. So I think we we took a different method. A different method. We weren't going to invest a whole lot of money up front um, mm -hmm. just to find that product market fit. Um, we wanted to test and kind of understand how consumers would react and how potential partners would react. So just through networking and relationships that we had, we were able to test the idea and test the concept with uh, Creek Mistakes and with Rolling Loud. And they, weren't, they didn't have a true travel solution. Uh, they were kind of using a you know, mom and pop travel agency before um, that was providing hotels to their guests. So actually, my two partners, Jordan and Jason, created our initial website on WordPress. So we didn't have some fancy developers build it. Um, the three of us kind of sat down and figured out like what we needed to go live, which was 
a, a white label page with a banner from the festival and hotels that people could book. It was that simple. There was customer service, of course. Um, there was no payment technology. You had to pay in full. There was no sorting functionality. It was bare bones. Let's just get people to book hotels through our website. And we launched and it was, it was crazy. Uh, I remember the day the bookings came in. I think we had over 200, 300 bookings that day. We were still trying to figure out how to record them and make sure everything was going properly. But it ended up working out really well. Um, we had a bunch of customer service requests. I remember that day that it was myself, Jason, and Jordan in the back end system answering the requests. We were getting requests that you know some things we didn't necessarily have the answers to. We were we were still learning, um, but we ultimately figured it out and you know provided a great experience to those consumers and those guests and to the festival. I love that you, for lack of a better word, duct tape this together. <laughs> To launch and just do it. How did people know to even come to the site? Was there marketing involved? Sure. So yeah, the the festivals. So it was a free. uh, It was free for the for our partners to use us. Um, We weren't charging like a software fee or anything like that. It's really like a win win for the partner. So in order to you know for that to be free, they had to do some of the marketing. So they would have like a hotels tab on their website. They would add a, a link to their ticketing link, and uh, we would make some social posts or social assets for them to post as well. Mm. Talk to me about the customer service that you were doing. So the three of you are answering all the questions. How did that go, and what did you learn from that experience? Yeah, we I've we've learned everything since that experience. Um, we we understand. And I think at a core, like we understand how people should be treated and how when you promise something, you need to deliver. So that was really the, you know, how we wanted to build our company, right? Of like being, doing good business and delivering on what we promise. So I think it was, it was, you know, we were getting questions as, as we were going and we were recording the ones that we might not have had straight answers to. And we were being transparent with guests. Like we, we we're being honest that if something might have taken us 24 hours to get to them, like we were going to get back to them then and making sure that, you know, we were organic and it didn't feel like they were talking to a robot. Um, little did they know they were talking to the founders, um, but our company was only three people at the time anyway. So just, you know, really staying true to who we are as people and just like creating that transparency. I love how you said they didn't know they're talking to the owners. In fact, these companies that have been around a long time, I always say, go be that undercover boss and and go walk the call centers, go walk in the retail center and watch what's happening. Yep, absolutely. And and we've, for every part of our business, like it's been very important for myself and my two co-founders to make sure that we do every part of this business. Um, because as we scaled it, we want to ensure that like everyone knows that you know we could do this job as well. And it's not to instill fear at all. It's just to let people know like you know we're here, we're building this with you. We've done this, and let's improve it. Um, but yeah. yeah, improving it in the CX world, we talk a lot about the voice of the customer. 
So really listening to what your customers and your prospects need and want from the outside in. How are you doing that? How are you continuing to get that feedback besides originally being on the phone directly? Yeah, yeah. No, it's... So we've, of course, since then scaled the customer service team uh, to multiple agents, customer service managers within the company. We're leveraging technology to enhance the experience through bots and different things, right? But at the end of the day, it's travel. So travel is very unforgiving. So if someone books a hotel room and they don't get what they buy or they show up and the room's not there, they're gonna, they'll never book with you again. So just making sure that there's still a human touch point in that customer service experience to let people know that they're being heard and to let them know that you know if there's a last minute change and we could accommodate it, we will. We're going to go that extra mile for them. And a lot of the time, it's just questions, right? It's questions about the hotel. It's questions about you know their confirmation number or you know specific things around the reservation. So it's just that you know that affirmation that you know everything is okay, that they have this, that you know this is when they can check in and all that yeah. information. Do the hotels give you the feedback from those guests? Is that a gap in the market? Like, how do you continue so we, to evolve? Yeah. yeah, we actually get that feed. We're more interested in getting the feedback from the guests. Like, we want to know how their experience was, right? Um, yeah. So we're, we're sending customer service surveys after the fact always. Um, we want to know, one, how the booking experience was, and then two, how was the hotel experience? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, if a guest went to a hotel and the front desk staff was rude to 50% of the people staying, or if there was issues with the room, we'll never work with that hotel again. And it's because we need to ensure that our customers are having the best experience possible. Yes. And I also think, so I love you're doing surveys and feedback. And I think the world's actually getting sophisticated where you can get feedback through non-surveys. So there's a lot of digital disruption that's going to help you and the guests get better experiences and the data that you need to. It's a crazy world. Yeah. How do you, when you said that you got the partners, the hotels to do the marketing for you initially, that's based on trust and relationships, right? So right. how did you how did you even get that? Yeah, so the, the partners as in the events, um, they're the ones who truly are marketing us. Um, it's the it's you know it was trust from the beginning. Uh, they were taking a chance on us because we weren't a, an established company. But mm-hmm. it was a relationship that we had, and you know we had that trust with them. And as I said before, we promised them something, and we delivered on it. And we not only helped them financially, right, increase travel revenue, but we had a ton of great feedback from their customers. And hopefully, that you know, since mm-hmm. since you're starting, the first touch point of the festival is. You know, besides getting on the plane, but getting to that hotel the day before or the day of, making yeah. sure that everything was okay. Hopefully that transcended into a great weekend for them. So, yeah. How much do you find the hospitality industry, the hotels are really paying attention to the guest experience? Uh, I think it's everything. I mean, 
it has to be everything. That's that's the basis of of hospitality, right? Making sure that people are happy. I mean, of course, you'll come across a hotel that you know someone's having a bad day because we're all human, right? And they mm-hmm. might be quick to answer or give short answers, but if that hotel wants to stay around or do good business, like they're going to have to be patient and be supportive, and you know, ha- mm-hmm. provide that good customer service. Well, I agree with you. They have to, but it doesn't mean that they are. I've seen so many companies, they ask for feedback. So they check that box, but then they don't close the loop. They don't actually implement the changes. True. Yeah, it's true. No, and we've seen that. We've seen that. You know, we've spoken with hotels. Uh, We, this isn't something where we're just, you know, um, working with random hotel partners. Like we, we genuinely try and get to know the hotels we work with. And that kind of plays a part of like the whole thing. Like we're not just working with any, you know, Hilton, Marriott, IHG, any independent brand. Like we're going to lunch with these hotel partners. We're really trying to make sure that they care and that they understand what we're doing and how important it is to us. Mm. Well, I think what you're saying, I'm pulling out some important golden nuggets for entrepreneurs and leaders of any size business. So I heard you say trust, relationships, using the feedback and collaborating to make it better. Yep, absolutely. What, What else have you learned in your journey in taking a chance and and doing something that hasn't been done before. Yeah. Yeah, this was this was very new. Um even to date there's only a few players in the market. You know, I think for us it was it was really just focusing on you know, the core right, we had this core idea of group travel, right? And and it kind of shifted when we decided to work with these uh festivals and conferences. So just being able to, you know, transition and being able to pivot in the moment. Um, I know everyone, a lot of entrepreneurs throw that around, right? But until you're actually in the moment and figuring out like, you know, is it, you know, because we've, we've scaled the business since then, right? We have three products focusing not only on the consumer, but now we handle internal travel and we sell packages. So really mm-hmm. figuring out like, what the market needs. We thought the market just needed a solution to sell hotels to their guests. But what a lot of these partners actually really needed was a solution to manage that internal travel because it's one of the largest line items on their budget. And a lot of festivals and events were still using Google Sheets to manage it. So we really lived through it with them, figure it out, what were the pain points, and then built software, built technology to, to kind of scale and streamline that, those systems. And it's been, I'm not going to say it's been a perfect road since we built it because there's a a large educational component to Mm. getting someone to use something that doesn't necessarily exist. But it's definitely persistence because we believe that like this will change the way that events are managing their internal vendor travel. So just really just like staying true to the vision, but still understanding that there's so many different things you're going to learn on that road that like, pay attention to people's needs and and see if that's actually worth exploring. You said the magical word, pain points. That is everything in business. If we don't uncover the pain points, 
then you're solving your own needs instead of the actual buyer. Right. When you built out this package, how did you know that you started with one and then how did you know those pain points? Yeah, I mean, it was, I'm not going to say it was obvious, but we, what happened was basically we were doing all this travel for the consumer. And then our partners said, hey, do you mind helping us with our travel? Generally, how it works is it's given to someone whose travel is in what they do. <clears throat> they're either on production or they're extremely organized. So they were selected to do this. And we kind of saw that, you know, if it's still on Google Sheets, that it's, there's able, there's, there's opportunity for innovation um, and there's better ways to do it. And so we kind of just, again, as I said, like we really lived through that process with our partners of understanding everything from A to Z, from the start of when they source their hotels to event week and all the changes that go on. Um, mm. And we built the, the tech around that experience and trying to figure out ways to streamline it, save people time, save people money on it as well. So it sounds like you actually walked in the customer's shoes from end to end. Yeah. We definitely did. Yeah, shout out to uh, Jason. Because uh, you know Jason is, is, our, is our travel guy. He's the CEO of the company, but really oversees travel. And uh, I can't say that I necessarily only lived in it. He truly did. Um, and he really worked hard with our partners to understand you know, what could be fixed and what could be done better. Well, I want listeners to pay attention to this point because you can't create products, you can't scale unless you've actually experienced what it is and then what it can be. Absolutely. And it's so funny because I feel like some things that I'm saying are might sound cliche, but they're just so true. And Mm -hmm. you don't truly understand the cliche until you actually live it. And there's a reason that people say this so often, and it's because it's true. Absolutely, which is, it is obvious, but it's why I'm been in business in the CX field for forever because right. we're doing what is not always intentional. Right. right. So, so you're you're living by example, and I'm doing the same. I've studied it but you're actually living a lot of it as well. Absolutely. I love that. When you talked about your business partners, for people that want to start a business, how did you know what you needed? Like, what were the roles? And do you and your partners have different roles? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an amazing question. Um, It's funny because we've all done similar things. So it was kind of like, I'm not going to say we were throwing darts at a board and we were going to be like, hey, this is what you're good at. Like Jason, our founder, he was the one who had the travel knowledge. So he was going to handle all the sourcing, all the communication with the hotel, you know, the contracting. And then I was always the guy who was out networking, uh, trying to meet people. And so they were kind of like, you're the business development guy. They <laughs> and uh, Jordan, our other partner, who's extremely intelligent and has produced some of the largest, you know, horse races in the world. He's so organized and so just laser focused that we were like, you know, you could be good to really manage product. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's, uh, you know, he was able to really just work with some of the uh, developers that we hired to learn how to do it. Um, So 
he was kind of leading that role and just grew into you know the product side of things as well as marketing. He was he was working on some marketing at his last company, so he took that on. Mm-hmm. So Jason, uh, our CEO, oversees travel and kind of the finance side uh, along with our accountants. Uh, Jordan oversees product and you know all the development and marketing, and then I oversee customer service, um, customer experience, and business yeah. development. So the key lesson here is that we need to surround ourselves around people that have skills that we don't have as strong to make it work. Absolutely. And it wasn't a perfect puzzle. Um, the pieces didn't just fit overnight. Uh, yeah. we, two years later, we still learn how to work with each other. But ultimately, we have the mm. same goal and we support each other. So it's really important to understand that, you know, I had never worked actually with Jordan before this. So figuring out how to work with people is really important, right? Um, figuring yeah. how to support them, figuring what lines not to cross. You know, you test the lines here and there to understand how far you could push. But um, ultimately, like, you know, we have the same goal. And uh, I think that's how we're able to really work together so well. And what you're talking about is actually why it's so important is you're creating a company culture. Yep. We're creating a company culture and we're creating a company culture in a world where, I mean, it's it's just so uncertain, right? Everything. And we're, we're a completely remote company. Um, we have around 50 employees to date. So as we're building this company and you know bringing on so many new faces and new talent, how do you maintain that culture um, from afar, right? And we've really tried to focus on, we do something quarterly called Crew Week, where we bring in everyone to Miami, Florida, where we're based out of. And we do these uh, team building activities. We do all these things to kind of bring the team together to understand product, company culture. It's extremely important. Um, Being a fully remote company, you know, a lot of people ask, like, how do you know if people are working? Um, For us, it's very clear. Like their job roles are very clear and there's clear deliverables. So if they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, it's very evident. And we've kind of built this culture around like, we we want everyone to feel like it's theirs, right? And we find ways to incentivize people in that way. But ultimately, like, it's not Jason, Jordan, and I, you know, it's not just our idea. If you're working on something and you think there's a better way to do it, yeah. tell us. Um, and there's, yeah. there's so many great, we have so many great employees that bring so many great ideas to the table that are changing the way our company works. So just encouraging people and letting them know that they have a voice. Mm. That is huge because employee experience drives customer experience. So I love that you're talking about the culture and the speak up culture that keeps people engaged and loyal. Yeah, absolutely. So as we're coming to the end, what's the best leadership advice you've ever been given over your career? Wow. Another great one. Or from your family. Yeah. Um, I think uh, just staying true to your, your core values as a person, you know, doing right by people. Sounds pretty simple, but it's actually not. And making sure that, you know, the, you know, the people that were you, with you from the start and the people that are with you now, like make sure they, they feel heard and make sure that you, you incentivize people and take care of them in the right way. I feel very strongly about, you know, the team that we've built and the contributions that they have on a daily basis, you know, have shaped who we are as a company. So mm. just making sure that, you know, the team knows that. 
I think it's staying true to your values and make sure you know your values. I think not everybody knows what do they really value and then how do you bring that to the company? Yeah. No, it's, and I I could say, you know, three years ago that this might have been different advice, right? And I'm kind of learning as I'm going, you know, through working with different companies, you know, what's important to me as an employee and as an owner, right? And it's cool to be on both sides because I know how our employees feel about certain things and trying to make sure that I stay true to those values um, on both sides. So important. If I had entrepreneurs and leaders in my room right now who want to disrupt the marketplace, what's that one takeaway you want them to remember from your experience? Just go for it. Um, I think so many entrepreneurs try and create a product or a service perfectly and, and to what they envision, right? But at the end of the day, like we're here to provide a service or a product for consumers, right? So truly understanding, getting feedback, um, implementing changes based on those feedback and, and just, just don't hold out. Like go to market, try to, try to understand, listen to people, do everything you can to pivot and, and you know, fix the product based on feedback and uh, just, just go for it. Mm, go for it. And last... If we could go back in time and talk to 20-year-old Zach, based on mm-hmm. what you know now that you didn't know then, what would you tell younger you? Stay the course. Um, I think there's plenty of times where I was you know, losing focus and felt as if, not a sense of entitlement, right? But a sense of like, I could be doing more or I could be doing better. Um, I think I was always very hard on myself. Um, and that ultimately that ultimately got me to where I am today, I think, because I have such high expectations for myself. Um, so just stay the course, stay focused, um, and focus on you know what's important. Mm. And I would say to add to that, pick the right room, pick the right friends, pick the right accountability partners to stay on the course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Having my two co-founders, you know, I could, there's zero chance I could do this without them. Um, they're, we're, we're all good at what we do. Um, and I think hopefully they would say the same thing. I think we all support mm-hmm. each other in different ways. Um, and not only just with co-founders or, you know, you know, making sure you have a good support system of friends and family, um, yeah. you know, because it is a journey. It's very difficult. There's a lot of ups and downs. And having that supportive system around you actually changes everything. And it's true. Mm. Love your wisdom. Love your advice. And I'm going to put your website on with the show notes. And I appreciate you and sharing such gold with my listeners. Thank you so much for having me, Stacey. I appreciate it. This was awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining today. I hope you will apply the lesson shared and also requesting if you would leave a review on Apple, it would mean a lot. Head over to doingcxright.com to learn more ways to connect with me and improve your CX. Until next time, I'm Stacey Sherman, Doing CX Right.